Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. All right, we're going to jump into the message. But before we do that, I just want to pray. Lord, thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done in this service this far. I think that there that your power and your presence is in worship, but I think that it's also on your word. And so for the next few minutes, I just ask that you would take over who I am, my thoughts, my mind, my mouth, what I just desire to say, the things that you once said. I pray that our ears are open to hear from you something today, maybe for the first time, maybe for the second time, but this time that it actually does the thing in which you want it to do. I think you've changed to be broken off of people's lives today. As we look to you, Jesus, we thank you for all these things. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about expectations. About expectations. I believe that closing out 2020 and moving into 2021, we need a shift in expectation. We need to shift our expectations uh, and we need to shift our hope going into 2021. I believe that there's a lot of hope that has been stolen and a lot of hearts that have been grown sick in the year of 2020. It's been a super challenging year. Obviously, I'm not uh, making light of that. And, and, I'm, and, and I know that it's been, uh, the way that I've seen 2020 is, um, it's like a giant cliffhanger. If I, could, if I could put a picture with the year 2020, it would be like a teenager learning how to drive a manual shift vehicle for the first time. Some of you are laughing because you know what I'm talking about. It's that, it's that moment when you start to go and you're making uh, progress and then you get off of that clutch a little too soon and then wham, you're back at square one. That's what I feel like 2020 has been like. It's been that teenager at a red light just trying to make it through it. I remember a funny story about learning how to drive a standard. My first truck was a standard. I learned how to drive it early, and uh, it wasn't a big deal, but that clutch, you just got to pay attention to that clutch. If you let off the clutch in the wrong time, it's going to end up in something really, really bad. So one night, I, was, I had just got my driver's license. A week into having my driver's license, I was that kid. And a uh, we bunch of people, a bunch of friends were at Roses. That was back when you could actually hang out in a parking lot and not get ran off. And so we were, we were hanging out, and I, I had to leave. And so all of my friends and all of these girls are, are here. And I was one of the older in the group, so I actually didn't get dropped off. I could drive. And so I'm leaving Roses' parking lot. And, and I had this truck, and it was lifted, and it was fun, and it had a loud stereo system in it. And so it's cranking. I'm jamming, like, I'm cool. I got the sunroof off. And, and so I'm like, I'm, I'm super awesome. So I'm waving at people and I'm, I'm honking, not paying any attention to what's in front of me. And I run right into the back of this truck in roses. That was terrible. But the second part that was even worse was I lost my train of thought and I just let off the clutch again. So I hit him a second time. <laughs> so that wasn't good. He was not happy. And I was extremely embarrassed, but you got to pay attention to that left foot. It'll get you. Um, but that's just kind of what 2020 has been like. And, and if there's one thing that I've been reminded in this year, I've been reminded of this. There needs to be more room 
in our lives for people to make mistakes. If there's anything that I've learned in this year or been reminded of in this year, it's that. We need to make more room for people in our lives to make mistakes. Sometimes we have zero tolerance for people to miss it in our lives. And if I could say this, it's pretty challenging to be a human in this day and age. The things that you say, the things that you do instantly put a target on your back in just a moment. And there's not much middle ground in this. It's like we go from zero to witchcraft in no time flat. It's like everything's good and then all of a sudden everyone's terrible and you're the best in the world. We just, uh, we forget about all relational equity when things don't meet our standard. When our expectation is in the wrong place or when our expectation is too high and we take that high expectation and put it on someone who isn't even meant or able to meet that expectation, we'll always come out of that situation discouraged. Always will come out discouraged. We quickly judge people and use words against people that God has long forgotten. Like we're, we're passing judgment and God is over here gathering robes and rings and sandals because he's waiting for them to walk over the hill because he knows they're coming back home. I just want to tell you this. We have to be very, very careful about condemning the thing that God is waiting to celebrate. We have to be very careful about condemning the things that God is wanting to celebrate. I'm talking about people. I'm talking about that thing in our life that we have to have, but sometimes we don't want to have. Relationships are challenging. People are challenging. Government authorities are challenging. Mayors are challenging. Governors are challenging. But you have to just be careful to not put an expectation that belongs on God on them, because when you do, you'll be failed. So I want to jump into this topic of expectation and how I believe that it has played a significant role in our emotional health or even in some cases the lack of that health in this season. So if you'll go with me to Psalm chapter 62, they're going to have it on the screen, but if you have a Bible, you can, you can open up or even on your phone. I'm going to start in verse five and it says this, my soul waits silently for God alone for my expectation is from him. My expectation is from him. He, is, he only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Put your heart before him. I'm sorry, pour your heart out before him. God is a refuge for all of us. That word expectation in verse five actually is hope. It means hope. For my hope is in him. And the word, uh, ex, the word hope and the word expectation could actually just be interchanged because they basically mean the same thing. They basically mean each other. They're actually synonyms for one another. So my hope or my expectation is from him. The word expectation means this. It means to have a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. It's a strong belief. The word hope means this. It means to have a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Hope means to have a feeling of expectation 
An expectation is a strong belief. These are very, very similar words and very, very powerful words. It's fair to say that we hope for a lot of things. Anybody ever hope for a lot of things? You hope to get a new car? I hope to pass this test that I didn't study for. I hope to find a good spouse. I hope to find a spouse, maybe even a bad one. I'll just find anyone. I hope to be loved. I hope things get better. I hope this feeling passes. We hope for a lot of things, but I don't know if we hope right for a lot of things. It's like a fleeting hope. It's like a hope that's like, it's that, it's that thing that I used to do every time that I went into a class when I didn't study for the test. And if, for whatever reason, I believed that if I could jump up and double tap the door frame, that it would help me out for some reason. That was, that's the kind of hope that we live, we live by. It's also fair to, to say that we expect a lot of things. We expect people to treat us fairly. We expect our friends to always be there. We expect people to be true to their word. Wives expect their husbands to know what they're thinking. <laughs> so happy you are paying attention. <laughs> yep, yeah, got somebody. We have a lot of hope and we have a whole lot of expectation. But what happens when those things that we're hoping for or those relationships that we've put our expectation and our hope in, what happens when they don't, when they don't come through for us? What happens when they fail us? One of two things happen in that moment. One, our perception of the person changes forever. When, when an expectation isn't met that we feel like should be met, we start to see that person in a different light. All of a the sudden, they don't, their words don't hold as much weight as they once did. All of a sudden, because we, we had an expectation in someone and they didn't come through, all of a sudden when their name is brought up, we get a weird feeling on the inside. See, when this happens, unforgiveness starts taking root because our expectation for the person was too high. Now, I'm not telling you not to expect things from people. I'm telling you to expect things in the appropriate manner from people. The second thing that happens when expectation isn't met is it turns on us. We start having these thoughts and we start seeing ourselves in negative light. We start think, saying things like, Man, well, maybe if... Maybe if I wasn't as complicated in seeking relationships, I would be loved. Or, or if, if, if I wasn't such an orphan, maybe that's why they rejected me and that's why I didn't get the thing that I, that I needed from them. So uh, when the expectation isn't met, it either turns our focus on the person and the perception changes or it turns it on us and our perception about us and it attacks our identity. Those two things happen. But Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, it says this. It says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. Notice he didn't say if the desire comes. If your 2020 hasn't been great, notice that he didn't say if the desire comes. It says when the desire comes. I believe that due season that is mentioned in Galatians chapter 6 that due season, in due season you will reap if you faint not. I believe that that due season is very, very close. And I know that a lot of us need due season. We need a new one, and then in the new one, we need those things. We need to reap some things because we've been sowing, and sometimes it feels like we've been sowing out of an emptiness. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
Anytime that hope or expectation is offered up, so is your heart. Because your belief goes with it. The health of our heart and the health of of what comes out of our heart is sometimes influenced on how things or people that we've placed hope in respond to us. So lots of times what happens is if, if I'm hoping for something or I'm hoping in someone, I'm hoping for someone to do something for me and they don't, that, that thing that I said, that, one, that number one or number two thing that outwardly uh, their perception of them changes or it changes about us, that's our heart slowly growing sick and slowly starting to not believe in people anymore. That's why it becomes really, really easy to condemn the thing that God wants to celebrate because our hope has been in the wrong place the whole time. We've put a hope that is something that should be projected onto God, onto our spouse or onto our, our friends, and they can't meet that standard. So we, so we put hope and we put expectation in all of these dis- different areas. It's like, it's like we're trying out everything in the vending machine to see if it satisfies. It's not meant to. You know, this wasn't God's, this wasn't God's design. He had a different design when it comes to to hope and expectation. In the Garden of Eden, we, we, we fully know the story and we understand what it was like, but they, in a moment, Eve, followed right by Adam, decided that they were gonna put their hope and their expectation in the fruit of the tree that was in the center of the garden. And instantly what happened was sorrow entered their hearts because sin came into the world. So you can see that instantly because hope was in the wrong place and that fruit couldn't actually do the thing that they thought it could do. Their heart grew sick and eventually got got them kicked out of the Garden of Eden. This wasn't God's design. And we know that that belief comes from the heart. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, that you would be saved. Verse 10, it says... For with the heart, one believes and is justified. So, belief comes out of the heart. And so, we, we, we put hope out there and then hope doesn't happen, so the heart grows sick. Now our belief is, has got some nicks, some nicks and some scratches in it. We have to hope first and most in God. Because when hope is deferred over and over and over by people and over and over and over by things, and they let you down, by the time that you get to God to give him your hope, there's nothing left in your heart for you to even believe that he could change your situation. That's why it's, we gotta pay attention to where our hope is set and where our expectation is set. Because unfortunately, and it's sometimes on accident, people will fail you. And so you're gonna go to another person and that person fails you and you're gonna go to another person and that person fails you. Or maybe you go to another job and it pays more money than the last one, but that job fails you. And so you're giving little bits and pieces of your heart everywhere that you go. Everywhere that you go. And none of them are working and then you go back to God and you're like, God, would you change my situation? And he says, I would love to if you believe that I could actually do that. But you've given so much of your heart away, he has nothing to work with. It's interesting to me that the only one who could actually heal brokenheartedness never has the heart fully submitted to him in order to be able to heal it. He wants to. He wants to. 
He wants to heal your hearts and he wants to get you into the place where your hope and your heart is healthy and your expectation is in him. So that when you walk in a room like this or you walk into a home church in February, your expectation is God is going to do something amazing tonight. I don't know what it is yet, but I know that God's got something good for me. Every good and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. That's my God and my hope is in him. Side note, for kids, for people with kids, I think that this is a great picture of, of, of what I'm talking about. But our kids, our kids put a lot of hope and a lot of trust in us. They put a lot of expectation in us. And we ought to pay attention to what we're doing and how we're managing our kids' hope. God is a great manager of my hope because he can't fail me. But when my kid comes to me, and I'm working on this, so I don't have this figured out yet, okay? We're all learning. When my kid comes to me and says, hey, dad, can I go to fill in the blank? Or can we get ice cream tonight? And I say, we'll see. What they think we'll see means is that we're going to get ice cream and I'm getting two scoops. That's what we'll see means to a kid. If I know the answer to the question, yes or no, I ought to give it to them then, because if I don't, I've let their hope and their expectation that this thing's gonna happen take them all day, emotionally high all day, only so that I could come in and make their heart sick by telling them the answer that I knew in the beginning. So I'm really working on the fact of like, if I know the answer, if it's a hard yes or a hard no, I have to say it instantly. Because what I don't want them to do is live their whole day out with this expectation that dad's taking me to get ice cream. But we'll see dot, 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 and then time comes and I say no. I need my kid's heart for as long as I can have it. There's plenty of things that are going to defer my kid's hope. I should not be one of them. And I'm just encouraging you to just pay attention to your kids. Because our kids are looking at us and the way that they see us in a lot of ways is the way that they see God. And I, I, I want my children to believe that they can have everything that God said that they could have, that they can do all of the things that God has said that they can do. And I ought to train them well right now so that when they are in situations and I can't be there, they make the right decision. So just side note, a little soapbox for a second. We gotta, we gotta pay attention to our kids. We gotta, we gotta have their heart as long as we can. I wanna close with this. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31, it says this. It says, have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, never faints and never grows weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But those, that's me, that's you, but those who wait, those who expect, those who hope on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. That's me, that's you. This is where God wants us to go in 2021. This is where God wants us to go from the beginning. But since we're fixing to walk into a new season, since we're fixing to walk out of this transitional season and into a new one, 
This is where we need to be found. I'm firmly waiting on the Lord. He is only my hope. He is only my expectation. My expectation actually comes from him. I heard hope defined one time as this, and and I love this. It says, hope is a confident expectation that God will do the thing that he said that he would do and that good things are coming to me. It's a confident expectation. This is where God wants to move us into, is a confident expectation that we have the things that he says that we could have, we could do the things that he said that we can do, we could be the people that he actually gave his son up to be. We gotta shift our hope in the new year. We gotta shift our hope as we end the year. He wants our heart. He wants our heart. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.